Starfleet Underground. Every week, we'll take a look at the latest Star Trek news and then check out a current or classic episode of Star Trek. It's a very special Starfleet Underground. Todd Stashwick is back to talk about Picard Season 3 as well as the NerdCircus.com. That's right. Captain Shaw is here to help us find a changeling tribble. Okay, so you're saying that one of the triples on board the ship is a changeling. We think. How the fuck do you know? That's what we think. He left Rezogu in the hallway. Oh, crap. Oh. There was no buckets, right? No. Well. I think what happened, he went into the tent forward and somebody had the spittoon bucket and he might have gotten there by accident. <laughs> so that <laughs> oh, might be no. fun. Okay, um, we're supposed to be able to get seven off the transporter and wait. What do you mean we didn't get seven? You, you, you're saying that somehow you decided you didn't want seven, you wanted Captain Shaw? We have Captain fucking Shaw on the <gasps> ship. Are you serious? <sighs> Captain of transporter room? Um, Captain Shaw? What fresh hell is this? Oh my yes. God. We're sorry about that, what Captain. Oh. I, I think I just came. <sighs> Oh, and, and, we're, and we're just by the pulsar, so we're not going to send them back for at least an hour. Uh, um, sorry about that. I hope that. you didn't have anything to do, Captain Shaw, because uh, you're stuck with us. Well, that's fun. But welcome aboard. For those of you Hello. listening, um, thank you for joining for another episode of Starfleet Underground. And remind you, we're not for kids. So if you're under the age of 18, um, I gently say get the fuck out. Come back when you're older. So... There's that. Um, crap. Um, we have a full crew compliment for the show today. We have, of course, myself. We have my wonderful science officer. Hi, I'm Heather Ferris. I'm the science officer. And Captain Shaw, I'm so glad you're here. These triples, I have so many triples when I take a shower, and I don't know which one is the change lead. So I'm so glad you're here. Just shut the door and keep the triples out. I wish I could. <laughs> she, I love that logic. <laughs> and, and I have my, my number one. Hey, I'm Patrick. I'm number one. I'm the ship's computer guy and the foreign species liaison. I'm glad to have Captain Shaw aboard, however accidentally we got him. And, of course, my engineer that makes us go. Hi, everybody. I'm Rocky, engineer of the show and the ship. And I think somebody tipped off our transporter chief to not beam up the female and we got Shaw instead. No, no, I'm okay with it. It's all good. But I wanted a Borg. It's probably Evans. I mean, Section 31 brought him back without the noisy breathing, but I oh, bet gee. it's him. Um, And also, our special guest is Todd Stashwick, a.k.a. Captain Shaw. We are beyond honored to have you on the show again, sir. What a treat it is to return. <laughs> and you said that like you almost meant it. <laughs> I do. <laughs> That's pretty freaking awesome. Okay, just to let everyone know, this show is being brought to you by Section 31. And thank them again for giving us this lovely ship, the USS Butler Defiant Class, as well as our Patreon people. So thanks um, for donating to the show, as well as anyone who buys from our store. We still have a lot of merchandise on there from mugs, sweaters, T-shirts, things that you would really love. Before we go ahead and jump into a little bit, uh, number one, do we have any corrections from last week, but were we flawless again? Uh, subspace, let me check subspace. And... Nope, looks like we're good. 
looks like we were clear. Everything's good. Outstanding. And we're going to do abbreviated news section today because we have a man of distinction above us here. Any news items you got there for us, Rocky? Does that mean that we're below him? Like we're under him? Well, I know some people would like to be below. <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> yeah, because rumor okay, has just, it just that. Just trying to clarify. Rumor has it that both Shaw and Todd swing low. So there's that. Okay. Go ahead. Had a great time, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> Computer locked out of shuttle room. <laughs> it would take forever to get back to the quadrant. I'll be in the buffer. <laughs> uh, looking at the news, uh, Creation, that wonderful company that does these Star Trek conventions unofficially in Las Vegas, announcing their, I believe it's the 57th year mission. And uh, just looking at their website, we're going to put that in the show notes. Uh, so far, 65 guests have confirmed, including most recently Anthony Rapp, Mary Wiseman, Linda Park, Dan Jeanette, and uh, some guy named Todd Stashwick. I've met him. You know, <laughs> he's okay, you know. And the one little news item I want to give, if you do not follow the Nerd Circus on IG, you're missing out. They have the best stuff. So, and unfortunately, by the time you hear this show, if you don't follow our social media, shame on you because it was a special where the items sold today, um, actually when the show's being recorded, would have had an autograph. So you missed out. What? Wow. I'm telling you, you better follow for future promotions. So go look for it on social media. He's got the best stuff on there. Believe me, because I have some of it. I'm not only a listener of his show, I am an actual user. So there. Okay. <laughs> this is awesome. Okay. Um, we're going to go into some questioning, but the one question I want to start with, and start with me, we're going to do a Ron Robin type of deal. So the question I have for you is, what is the one question you wish somebody would ask you on an interview show? Me, Todd Stashwick? Yes, sir. Mm. Uh, one question that they would ask me. No, that you would like for someone to ask, but they haven't asked. Right, 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 right. Um, I, that, you know, I don't. I don't have an answer to that question. I've never thought about it before. Um, I like, uh, you know, I like deep dive questions. I mean, often the questions are like, what's it like to work with Patrick Stewart? And that's, you know, like, that's always the, you know, it's, he's lovely. He's a great actor. He's wonderful. Like, uh, I like more, more deep dive esoteric questions. Will Wheaton asked some great questions on the ready room. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I guess the show's over then. <laughs> I've crossed out the Picard question. Okay, never mind. Because we are not deep. <laughs> I don't. I don't mean. I don't mean that in a pejorative way. I just mean it's like it's the what's it's always the most common question. What's it like to work with these legends? Right. And the answer is always awesome. Totally. They're great. They're great yeah. people. They're warm. They're wonderful. But so so when people kind of come at stuff from the side and kind of dig into the character or dig into whether it's even not Trek related improv or D and D or any of it. Uh, that's always fun. Cause that always takes me into a new place and I don't feel like I'm trying to answer the same question, but in a fresh way every time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's actually a pretty good answer to it because it gives us more of, a, of an insight sure. on it. And I imagine going to all the different shows and asking the same thing over and over again, and get monotonous Boring. and yeah well it's just that's it's what just, happens it, it, it's not even well it's one of those things where you just go uh there is the the answer is is they're amazing right so how many different ways can you say amazing uh they're wonderful warm human beings 
and they're talented and they raise your game and all of that. But it, I, I, I'm not sure I can offer any insight into other than me clapping for those amazing actors, right? They're just so good. They're so good and they're so kind. That That's a good hint for those of you that are listening to the show. If you get to creation and you manage to get to a mic and to ask somebody a question on, on the top, don't turn around and ask the same questions that normally is out there. Like you don't want to turn around and ask seven, like how long does it how take, long to, take to, to the makeup chair yeah. to the makeup chair? <laughs> you know, everybody asks that or, and stuff like that. So that's a really good. Pointer. I also imagine to be, to be compassionate. I also imagine when, when someone gets to the mic, they're, they're probably nervous. Uh, they've mm-hmm. been sweating over what question to finally ask and low hanging fruit is usually what, what comes up. But, uh, if you do have that moment in line when you're waiting to get up, um, actors love to be surprised and you will get a more interesting answer. If you ask a question that probably has never been asked before. One guy asked, uh, we were on the cruise last week and one gentleman asked in a, in episode three, how do you keep track of the highs and the lows from scene to scene? And it's such a great procedural question as how you shoot. And mm-hmm. I and so I answered him. I told him we shoot out of order, and so it's the director's job to remind you of what came emotionally prior to this scene. Like the director uh, will go, okay, just before this, remember you just had that argument with Seven. And uh, you Uh then blah, 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 so that you as the actor can go, right, right, right. I have to remember my place in the story today. And so uh, it sometimes gets confusing because you shoot out of sequence. That was such a great question because it gave such insight into the process of uh, of television and filmmaking. That is. And my last follow-up question for now as we continue along the table is, how much of Captain Shaw is you? Well, we're both dipshits from Chicago. (laughs) <laughs> I am. Uh, I do not suffer from the trauma that Captain Shaw suffers from. Um, I am not. Uh, I'm probably a little. I'm not tightly wound. He's a tightly wound man, and for reasons of deep trauma, his he's hell bent on keeping everybody alive. The way that we're alike is uh, we both probably come at things uh, with our tongue in our cheek a little bit, and we f- see the absurdity in a situation sort of finding the humor in the darkness. I think we both have that. I am pretty much a, um, I'm not going to say a rules follower, because I certainly like challenging establishment ideas and whatnot. But uh, I am not, I was never like the kid in the principal's office for breaking the rules. I was always like the, mm. a good student. Like I was always, like if mom had a curfew, that's what I came home. I wasn't sneaking out in the middle of the night to steal the car. So I abided by this, the kind of the protocols and structures that were put upon me. So we're probably similar in, the, in that respect as well. Great question, Nathan. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Next, uh, uh, my science officer, what do, you, what do you have for him? Hi, Captain. Um, so my first question for you is being a lifelong writer and thinking throughout your entire life, what story has stuck with you or really inspired you? Um, well, my favorite, my, uh, my, I was at a Stevie Nicks, uh, Billy Joel concert last night. So this is why I sound like this. My favorite authors are probably Chuck Palahniuk, uh, who wrote the, the book for fight club. Um, uh, Neil Gaiman, uh, J.R.R. Tolkien. Um, those are probably my favorite authors. And so, their stories have resonated with me as a whole. 
Um, the Lord of the Rings trilogy, it's cliche as a nerd boy, but I, it really is um, one of the finest pieces of literature. And I also love, uh, I love the Sandman saga um, so much. So individual stories within them. I mean, just the, you know, Frodo's struggle, uh, you know, the idea that the common man, basically it's a war story. So, you know, farmers are sent off to fight the wars. Uh, and it's and it's beautiful, and it's about compassion, and it's about brotherhood, um, and it's about how little little actions can have big consequences. And uh, I would say that's that story, The Hobbit and, and Lord of the Rings, loom very large. And then on screen, I would say obviously, uh, nineteen seventy seven was a bit of a thunderclap with me for Star Wars, again. Not knowing that he is, you know, the chosen one Jedi, he was just a farmer who was sent off to take on the the injustices that were being perpetrated on the galaxy. Um, so those stories, and then I was a, I was a Star Trek kid. Like in 1974, I got my first Mego action figures. Uh, I was Kirk, Spock, and McCoy, and so so those tales of of compassion and tolerance and understanding always resonated with me. That's a very long answer to a very short question. <laughs> um, Captain, are we doing all of our questions at once or are we going around and then asking again? Are you asking me, Captain, or him, Captain? <laughs> oh, I always call Nathan Captain. Oh, I understand, <laughs> but I respond to as well. <laughs> One of my favorite jokes in episode two. Do, do they call you Captain at home now? No. <gasps> I don't get that kind oh. of respect. Oh, <laughs> I am called daddy by my daughter, but I'm certain to find that I'm being called daddy on the internet as well. So I don't know. Oh, yeah, I, I saw that. <laughs> you, you've entered the daddy phase now, Todd. Captain daddy. Mm-hmm. You and Pedro Pascal. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, do you feel, let me build a general consensus that everyone want to go spooch their questions out now or go around the room and let it drip? Let's go around the room. Okay. okay. Sounds good. And Go ahead there, number one, your turn. Okay. Well, so, you know, you were just saying how that you didn't share Shaw's pain. So how how did you find that place when you were giving that 359 speech? Because, you know, I mean, it was very powerful. So where did you where did you pull that from? Well, the greatest the greatest uh, thing we have, as I said it earlier, is uh, I've talked about this in other interviews, is empathy. Um we, you know, stories are empathy machines. I was just talking about this this week, and I've talked about it on the cruise. Stories are empathy machines, and the ability to walk in another person's shoes and see the world through their eyes and feel their pain. So as I get the script, my job is to visualize what this person has been through, see it in my mind's eye. Uh, luckily for me, there's a two-part episode that allows me to see a lot of it called Best of Both Worlds. <laughs> That allows me to sort of literally have a visual in my head of what happened on that day uh, that, that that sent him down this road of trauma. Um, he, uh, and I have to say, I, the most humbling thing, and it really, it, it punches me right in the, the gut. The most humbling thing that I've seen in the last few days is uh, veterans reaching out to me and saying that... Uh, the survivor's guilt and the PTSD uh, resonated with them. And, and that was, that's humbling. Cause uh, again, I'm uh, a stated a dipshit from Chicago, a knuckleheaded actor boy. Um, 
and if if something I can do can connect with people, man alive, that's why we do it, right? Um, so I hold in my mind's eye the events, and then I start having thoughts and opinions about those events, and then from thoughts and opinions, emotions will follow, right? That's that's the process of acting. Uh, a thought leads to an emotion, and so having empathy for him, for his pain, like Todd, the actor having empathy for Shaw's pain, even though people find him caustic and they find him unlikable and whatnot. Dick. I have to have empathy for him, uh, in order to portray him. I cannot have a negative opinion of him unless he's having a negative opinion of himself, which he is in many ways in that scene. And you see the regret mm. at the end of it, but I, I can't write him off as one thing because human beings aren't one thing. So I have to find the empathy for him and, I have been through pain in my life. I'm 54 years old. Like, bad things have happened to me. So I certainly know what loss is like. I certainly know what fear is like. I certainly know what um, desperation is like. And so I can access those places in me. Uh, I just substitute the circumstances. And I've, I've spoken to people who have been through traumatic things far beyond my own uh, things in my life, but think people I've talked to people and listened to their stories and, and, and that part is easy. You know, feeling for another human being is easy. As a formerly active duty Marine, there's been two shows throughout the Star Trek universe. I felt that really dealt with post-traumatic stress disorder. One of them was with, um, in deep space nine, the paper moon Cisco. Um, actually, you know, not as much Cisco was with, 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 um, Nog, Okay. Um, when he had lost the leg yeah. and how he dealt with that and how he kind of moved into the holodeck and the stuff he had to go through with that fear. And the second is your speech. Oh, thank you. I, I was, I was riveted at the TV. I mean, you couldn't have pulled me away even if like somebody broke into the house. It just, <laughs> it just sucked me in that deep. And you played that so eloquently thank you. and believably. Thank you. It's just your thousand mile stare. Uh, uh, usually only people who's gone through it get that stare and you had it. Well, that stare comes from, and, 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 and look, by the way, again, I am not even pretending to know what that experience is, uh, but I'm literally pretending to know what that experience is. Um, uh, my job is to pretend that he went through that experience is what I mean. Um, but I have been at places that I'd like to forget that I can't. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and, and so showed. In, in our life. And so I, I know what it feels like to go internal and to remember something that you wish you could forget. I've been there. So just that supposition on however modicum of uh, however it is analogous to the experience uh, of war, which is what Shaw went through, um, I do my best to feel some version of those feelings, even though I haven't experienced that specifically and fortunate to not have and grateful to the people who have put themselves uh, on the line like yourself, Nathan. I, I'm so uh, honored by your service. It's uh, it's powerful. It's powerful. Number one, do you have any follow-up with your question that you had or you were good to go to? We get back no, around. That, that was a great answer. Yeah, it was. Um, Chief? 
you guys have just nailed all that stuff. So I have to skip over my questions on that. <laughs> but uh, I mean, that was a wonderful scene. And I, I remember the feeling of it then, then watching the ready room and talking about uh, how it kind of felt like that scene from Jaws. Yeah. That was like, oh, exactly what that scene felt like. Yeah. <laughs> so it, you nailed the hell out of that. And uh, everybody did wonderful with that stuff. As a as an engineer, quote unquote, I was just joyed to find that that was also in your backstory. As, yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought a grease monkey as captain on the bridge is yeah. a wonderful thing. People I, people are responding to that sort of a blue collar captain is, is, a, is a new wrinkle for, for Trek. Yeah. I'm loving that. Thank you. And uh, I, you know, as a fanboy, I would, you know, ask you about how cool is it being on the bridge? You know, oh, I'll tell you that. Those sets are fucking amazing, right? Yeah. So, I mean, Terry Metalis and I go way back to uh, to 12 Monkeys. And so uh, I was very much let in on the process even before I was officially hired. I was sort of kind of invited in to go, here's the character. Here's what we're having in mind, even while we're waiting for the contracts to clear. Uh, they were calling him Captain Stashwick in the writer's room, and that's humbling in and of itself. People have asked, what was your audition like for, for Picard? And I said, four seasons of 12 Monkeys. Um, so I never had to, you know, I, 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 was, I was given the lowdown on who Shaw was and what he was going to be before I was even being fitted for my Starfleet uniform. Um so I, I went in there for my first fitting and I went up to see Terry and the writers and Terry goes, do you want to see your bridge? Like, <laughs> oh, wow. So we walked down and here's the fun part. And I just told this to Eddie Izzard the other day. Name drops. Well, it's important. It's, it's, it, <laughs> no, I know. It, it's, I, it's, I, it's, I heard you it's, on Instagram. Yeah, You've never pertinent. name dropped before in your life, number one. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's it's pertinent uh, because uh, our um, where where Shaw's bridge was built was where the Malloy house was on the Santa Clarita lot. Mm. So it was literally my same drive to work as it was what, like 15 years ago. Oh, wow. Wow. Talking about coming to a full circle. Exactly. So, uh, so I walked down to the bridge and I walked down to the, 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 the soundstage for the first time, which again was like, again, a homecoming. And, and then I walk in and I start to see all the stations and here's where my science officer will stand. And I hadn't met them yet. Here's where my comms are. Here's helm. Here's, here's pilot navigation. Like, and then there was that sweet, sweet sports car bucket seat of a captain's chair. And I sat my Chicago ass right down in oh that thing. Oh my god! Did <laughs> <laughs> they have to mop it up afterwards? <laughs> I'm serious. I would have to have a change of pants after that. That it was so cool. <sighs> it was just cool. It was cool to then look at my view screen and and yeah, it was just so well, cool. I mean, as a lifelong Trekkie, I mean, I mean that. I mean, for me, I would just like die of joy. I mean, so. It was so good. Yeah. It was so good. I mean, what I, what I love is um, hearing you talk about this. You say it's my chair and it's my bridge. And I love that yes. you possess it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. Uh, who wouldn't? <laughs> like <laughs> how, how many, how many, uh, when else is that going to happen in my life? Right. Yeah. yeah. 
where where I have a ship and I have a bridge and I have a crew and I have a chair. It's <laughs> like I'm gonna own that for the rest of my life. Awesome. And I love the angle you you take at it, where you have the leaning forward as an engineer contemplating how to fix something. That pose that you have on there. Yeah, that yeah, was really really good. I I because I I it was it was all about his hands. Yeah. Like right, like he wants to put his hands into the machine to fix it. That's how he solves problems is manually. Yeah, I love you rip he, the, he, the thing apart to open the nacelles. I, I love the yeah. physicalness of that. It's like he's he's always yes, he's tr and then and then like having all of the the gack on my chest and like just just that he's just where he's his lines are clean with protocol, he understands the act of fixing something is messy. It's really cool. Um Heather. I captain. Are you are you able to talk still? Um, I'm, no. I, uh, e <laughs> okay. Next question. Then for <laughs> no, you, wait, wait, wait. Oh, okay. Yeah. I definitely want to do next question. Don't skip over me. No. <laughs> um, I don't have a question so much as a trivia contest between all of you guys. So Patrick is the one that gave me this idea. He did this on one of the past um, episodes, but we were never able to explore it more. So I want to do it on this one and I'm really excited about this. So thank you, Patrick. The trivia is I am going to say the name of one of your past characters and whoever mm -hmm. says the name of the show correctly first gets one point. Whoever has the most points at the end wins. Okay. Am I playing this as well? You were yeah. playing this? Oh, yeah. You okay. were definitely playing this. And then Nathan's playing, okay. Patrick's playing, Rocky's playing. Okay. I'm going to say the name and whoever says the name of the episode that's correct first. Oh, the episode. Or not the episode. I'm sorry. The show. The show. Okay. Because I'd be Just screwed if I had to name the episode. Oh, you're going too deep there. <laughs> no, not be. the episode. Yeah, no. The show. Sorry. If anybody can name the episode, I have to get a restraining order. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Darn. Um, okay, so the first person is Dale Malloy. The Riches. Correct. And it's Malloy. Oh, I'm probably going to butcher all of these. So no worries. Heather's okay. known for butchering names. So that's yeah. part of yeah. the challenge. Yeah. I can't do anything. It's okay, right. it's okay either. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yes. I, I'm going to call you that from now on. It's heather. Oh, oh my God. I'm tearing up. <laughs> uh, okay. So the next one is um, Father Kieran O'Connell. Supernatural. The originals. originals. Correct. Todd got it for the originals. Uh, Kyle Polsky. Ooh. Uh, still standing. Correct. Wow. Uh, Deacon. Oh, oh, yeah. monkeys. Patrick! Patrick got it first. Okay. I don't think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> With the magic of well, editing. Since you're the guest, we'll, we'll give it to you since you're the guest. <laughs> uh, next is Eli. Uh, Heroes. Correct. Kevin Scarpula. Oh, my God. Kevin Scarpula. That's a good one. I don't know. Is that um, American Horror Story? No, it is the men of a certain age. Oh, right. Holy crap. Yeah. That's a good pull. Yeah, okay, thanks. next is uh, Matthew Parker and Ricky Blaine. Ricky Blaine was from, oh, they're both law order uh, special victims unit. Correct. You got it. Yeah. And then the last one is Dennis Raymond. Dennis Raymond was Lone Star. 911. Woohoo! You won. Congratulations. Oh, well, I would hope he'd win. I mean, they were all his characters. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was that was a really good deep dive, Heather. 
That was Thank that you. was good. You always do such good with research. Here's a little trivia, Heather. Either. <laughs> either. Um, either. Either. Um, fun trivia. I have played more characters with D first names. Oh. Wow. Uh, Dennis, Raymond, Draken, Kim Possible, Deacon, 12 Monkeys, Dracula, Supernatural, Drexel, Revolution. Wow. Is wow. that, you think that lends into you being dickish? <laughs> or dipshit? <laughs> or dipshit. Oh, uh, from, uh, from Chicago. <laughs> from Chicago. Uh, 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 yeah, I just, it, it just, there was a, there was this moment where I was like, holy crap, I've played a lot of characters whose first name begins with a D. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. Just weird, right? That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. And if I had an unlimited budget, I would send the entire crew, if I knew where exactly it was, hot dogs from Portillo to celebrate your Chicago heritage. Well, I will tell you this, if you're in the Los Angeles area, you go to Vicious Dogs on Lancashire and they make a Chicago style hot dog. I've never been to Vicious Dogs. Is it good? Well, you, really you suggested it probably is. I, I mean, I get the veggie dog because I'm vegetarian, but they prepare it like a Chicago hot dog. Uh, and it's right on Lancashire, just uh, north of Magnolia. Patrick, write that down. Okay. We got to go one day. Okay. Across the street from the Lowe's, uh, or from the Lemley. Yeah, write that down. We got to go one day when we're okay. in the area. I know, I know exactly where it is then. Okay. And they have great French fries and cheese fries. Oh, you had me at French fries. Okay. Yeah. Um, number one, you have a question, uh, the follow-up or did you shoot your load all over the floor? No, I did not. Thanks for having me guys. <laughs> oh, this is really cool. I'm sitting here giggling. So this is awesome. I got to mute my mic. Go ahead. Go ahead. So we know there's all these 12 monkey references in Picard, like Metallus prime and you Damn know, it, you um, took it. Go ahead. Okay. Sorry. That's all right. Um, so another 12 monkey, super, uh, not Easter egg that we got was, Aaron Stanford playing Sneed. Yeah. Did you guys get to interact at all? Well, I mean, we were on two. We were on two different sets uh, uh-huh. on two different days, and so no. Uh, I do remember calling him and like when, when Terry told me that uh, they cast him in Twelve Monkeys uh, or they cast him in Picard. I called him. I was like, "Dude, welcome to the galaxy!" Like it was so, and he's so good in that oh, scene. Yeah. He's so good. He's kind of channeling a little Joe Pesci, a little Joey Pantaleone. Yeah. It's like, he's just so good when he's wafting the smell of Starfleet into his face. It's so good. It was awesome. I was like, I was like, oh my God, Tom Monkeys, yes. And and you got to yeah. bring up the drug, Patrick. Splinter. Oh, spl- yeah, Splinter. I mean, come and, on and I now. I love the description because it did now, exactly Pat- what the machine did. Yeah. If I were not sober, I would be on Metallus Prime doing Splinter. <laughs> I would totally be doing Splinter. That sounds, I mean, it sounds exactly like the kind of drug that I would have done. Who wants to blow glitter into their eyes? <laughs> uh, hello, gay man. Glitter. Hello. Hey, man. <laughs> Is that any, anything else you got on there, there, Pat? Rocky, you're up. Oh, you're good. I'm, you know, we can go, I can go around. No, we can go, go around. Okay. Hey, Chief. My turn? I'm going to skip over myself, let you go. Okay, cool. Um, okay, so not necessarily character but uh, just the production aspect of it, because I am a, a production nerd. I'm curious, as from the actor's point of view, how much of the sound is actually captured and delivered on the show from the stage, and how much looping do you do? Oh, like uh, audio? Yeah, like the audio. 99.9% is captured in the space. That's awesome. And then, and then wow. if, there's, wow. if there was... Uh, I mean, I, I, I probably went in for three ADR sessions and lines here and there. Sometimes it's because 
you're covering dialogue that is happening while they're literally blowing things up around you. Mm -hmm. And there's just no, that's all, they want your lines clear. Mm -hmm. So they'll have you come in. And, and sometimes it's like, oh, you know what? In the final cut, we realize that there's a little logic gap here. So we're going to put it a, a, a ligature line that, that'll allow things to flow. It didn't feel that way when we read it on the paper uh, or in the room, but in watching in the edit, I think we need a little more clarity here, and then you'll write, you'll record an additional line of dialogue. I'll tweak one once in a while. Okay. Yeah. But but for the most part, the stage is actually, that's the sound they capture on the stage. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Man, that's yeah. that's something. The audio, yeah, the, the, the dialogue, yeah, that's captured on stage. Now, the um, question I have for you is that when you're on the bridge with your crew, it feels organic that you guys have been together mm -hmm. for a while. Was that exactly. something just do from acting or did you actually hang out with uh, the people that were there? Like, like um, the woman that plays LaForge's daughter and, and Ashley, all the others. Gosh, you're so good. Um, that's a, there, there, there's uh two, two answers to that question. One, my science officer to was a student of mine at uh, my improv school the in the Valley for years. It's <laughs> cool. Steph. Yeah, wow. Stephanie Tchaikovsky. So I had known her for years. And so when I saw her name on the call sheet, I was like, I had to immediately go to Instagram and send her a little private message going, Steph, you're on my bridge. And she's like, I know. <laughs> That's cool. So, uh, and she's such a terrific Vulcan. And uh, so, so I already had like the warm fuzzies for uh, one of my crew, and then the rest of them were just solid, cool people. You have uh, you have Jin, uh, who plays Esmar, and they are uh, sharp and bright and fun to hang out with. And then Joe is this cool artist. Uh, Joe is uh, Mura, who's who's my navigation, uh, and then Ashley's the pilot. Um, they're just really great human beings, and again, it's a testament to Star Trek casting and uh, to um, Terry Metalis knowing how to put together an ensemble. Like I said this yesterday, Terry has impeccable taste. He knows, yeah. he knows what shot to choose. He knows what music cue he wants. He knows who should be sitting where at the bridge and what they should be wearing. He's also really open to feedback discussion and, uh, and collaboration. And so, uh, Backing up to answer your question, uh, we did all sit back. We all did sit together in the in the corridor there in our holding area. So we were always around each other. That was uh, genuine camaraderie. That's pretty cool. And Terry, from the yeah. interviews I've seen him, um, and I mean this as a compliment, even though it may not sound like one, he, he looks like an evil genius. He His mind, when he's sitting there, you can just see the thought process and how dedicated and his concentration. It's funny because I always, when I look at him, I see the 12 year old kid who loves Spielberg. Like, yeah, I see like his, he's just has this sort of wide open expression of, of just wanting to wring the last bits of delight out of any moment. He does a good job with it. I mean, yeah, from 12 monkeys on through here, I'm, I've become a huge fan. Oh, so so good. it is really good. Uh, Heather. I captain. Oh, wait, what um, was your name? Your new name? I have to put that in the record book. Heather. 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 Actually, can I just change personnel name from Heather to Heather? Can I just say Thank this you. about my name? So the most common mispronunciation of my name is Heather. Oh, that was close. Like an heater. air conditioner or a heater. 
Why would somebody think they would? Somebody would name their child Heater? No, it's um, I mean, come on. They name their kid Apple no, and Moon Unit. I mean, I would name them Radiator and or Microwave. But <laughs> the reason <laughs> the reason why is because I used to work in the casino industry in Las Vegas, and like fifty or sixty percent, right. a, a large percentage of people that work there are Asian, so they can't say okay. the th. So they don't say the th; they say the t, which sounds like Heater. Very good. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, my question. This is a question I really love to ask people, so I am sorry to Rocky, Nathan, and Patrick for having to hear me say this question more than once. Um, But, Todd, can you tell us the story of you? The story of me? Well, when Jackie Carlson met Richard Stashwick, he sat (laughs) in a booth next to her in a malt shop and said... If anybody asks if you have a ride home, you tell them you do. Now, he had seen her standing on a bus stop years before, <laughs> and he said to his friend, you know, someday I'm going to marry that gal. I love this. He marries yes. that gal, and they have a whirlwind romance while he is serving the National Guard in Chicago. They get married, and uh, they have uh, they have a child, uh, a, a, a girl child named Dana, who now lives in Ohio, and then... A few years later, in 1968, their love consummated it once again to form me. That's the story of me. You just made my day. That's (laughs) why I'm here. Um, Dots, could you go to Heather's cabin, please, for cleanup? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I need some help down here. (laughs) That is so freaking great. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Number one. Okay. So we've known you now probably about 10 years, like I think before you got 12 monkeys. And when we found out that you got Picard, Nathan and I both told you that your life was going to be forever, forever changed. How, how has, since the premiere, how has, how have things changed? Like, what was it like on the cruise for you? Like, were, were people as lovely as I would think they would be? Of course. Um, I, well, Let's see. Um, you know, I, I have been on genre shows before that have a certain fan base. So I've experienced the act of going to cons and doing Q&As and signing pictures and stuff. So so that physical, that wasn't uh, zero to 60 for me in terms of joining Picard. Mm-hmm. Um, but Trek fans are rabid. What I will say uh, is you suddenly get pushed to the front of uh, a line in terms of uh, the caliber of exposure that you have that like, again, being on Supernatural, which has a rabid fan base and being on the originals, which also has a rabid fan base. uh, Trek has a legacy. Those shows don't have a legacy yet. They will someday, but they don't have a legacy yet. I mean, Trek has been around before I was born, and it'll be around long after I'm gone. Um, And somewhere I fit in the middle of that. And I was asked on the cruise, uh, fill in the blank of the sentence. Uh, They were like, the sentence is, Star Trek is blank. And the only word that I could think of at the time was family. Star Trek is family. My, My cousin is the one who introduced me to it. My uncle and I... Uh, have have nerded out about it since I remember. So it's literally been part of my own personal family. Uh, then when I got to the set of Picard and I met all of the actors and the crew, uh, very much a family that you're invited into. It's like 
you're suddenly part of this family. And I, I just was talking about this on another uh, podcast the other day. If you think of Trek as as the tree, and then the branches are Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, um, Voyager, Strange New Worlds, Discovery, Lower Decks, Prodigy, the animated series. Like we are all on one branch of this family tree, but we all share this common trunk that Roddenberry started back way back when. And so uh, that is a humbling, life enriching feeling to be suddenly connected to something that has so large uh, of a base and a support system and just a, a, a mechanism of love. Uh, so that is really cool. And having done Enterprise, uh, which was cool, but I never, no one ever was ever kind of chasing me down to ask my opinion about what it was like to be on Star Trek. Um <clears throat> when I was on Enterprise. It was a sort of a cool anecdote in Memory Alpha. Um, but this experience is cool. Uh, seeing all the, 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 the Shaw memes is really fun. And seeing people respond to this character and, and, and receive the depth uh, and connection that they get from him is really humbling. Um, I mean, I'm looking for work. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm unemployed as an actor, but uh, uh, so that's not like suddenly I have a stack of scripts that I'm going through. Sequel, sequel, um, spinoff. I, you know, and, and as far as that goes, you know, and that's the other thing the fans have been amazing about is calling for the Shaw 7 spinoff, the Rafi 7 spinoff with Shaw. Like they've been really like calling that. And my answer is always, so, so Jerry Ryan talks about uh, when she first got Voyager, she was given a T-shirt with the Star Trek Delta, uh, the Starfleet Delta, with prison bars over it, and it said "Lifer." <laughs> like, <laughs> nice. Like once you're in, you're in for life. Um, yeah. So they will always have my badge, right? They anytime they call, I am there for them. Um, but if all I get to do is season three of Picard and Enterprise, well. That is more than most, and uh, it is certainly I to to ask for more would be greedy. Um, but I would certainly enjoy it. I am so glad that they brought you on as Captain Shaw because I enjoy your work immensely. Your performance Thank is you. so amazing, superb. Thank you. One of the best openings for a character, like most iconic scene. It's a great <laughs> intro, isn't it? That that dinner scene was just like. Like sort of it sets them up. It yeah. set the tone because like no no one talks to Picard and Riker like that. You know, no <laughs> Dude, one. That's ever... my new favorite meme. Okay, I use that yeah. meme so much. Just Captain Shaw and no. Yeah. That is like the. Well, favorite. here's the here's the hilarious thing. Who would have ever thought that in my journey through uh, your know, genre TV that my two most notable memes would be me saying no. Because there's the one of me as Dracula going, no. And then there's the Death. one. <laughs> and then there's the one me Funny. with the wine glass going, uh, no. I'm the king of no. no. Uh, of course, I have That's to ask, funny. how tasty was that impossible burger with the blue dye? The space meat? Yeah, the space yes. meat. Tasted exactly what you would think of an impossible <laughs> burger tastes like. And I like Impossible Burgers. So yeah, it was it was that that part when you when you came in. I have to agree. Almost every single one of your characters, when you're on the screen, you just have this this energy about them that automatically pulls people to you to watch you. And well, thanks. That's just amazing. Not everyone can do that. Well, I'm also buoyed by really great writing. Oh, that helps. 
Ja. And that helps. I mean, he's nothing if not on the page, that, right? That, That's where it all starts in the imaginations of the writers. That helps a lot. Um, I know you can't answer this, but we are part of that group that's hoping for a Captain Shaw series. <laughs> we really can put I don't have there. any. I honestly have no answers. That is in the hands of people way above my pay grade. I have not heard any, any stirrings, inklings. I'm, I'm God's honest truth. I've not heard any stirrings and inklings that would lead me to believe that that's in the works. Well, Paramount watches everything like a big spider from Lord of the Rings, I, I and mean, they watch like Shelob, like Shelob, or and they, and they or Ngoliant, <laughs> and they watch. Yeah, the ratings, that's a deep cut. And and they watch the the feedback, and they see everything else. And normally, from what I've seen in the past with Paramount, if somebody or someone all of a sudden gets a lot of recognition, they'll pop a show I, on it. Again, so, I I I. I have not heard literally word one of anybody on the Paramount side saying that they are planning to move forward with anything like that. So, uh, if the fans, out in the universe, if the fans, if the fans put pressure, uh, not pressure, but support behind it, because uh, I don't want to say pressure. Uh, if they, if they, if they support the idea and say that you know over 1 million strong viewers are going to show up for this thing on day one and, and subscribe to Paramount plus because of it. I mean, those that's the language of the industry is the money. So yeah. if Paramount can see that this would be a lucrative proposition, then obviously they'd consider it. I just haven't heard. And, uh, and you know, I haven't heard anything. I'm looking at Ensign Mount. I mean, he came yeah. on for a little bit for discovery and pulled yeah. such a thing and they built the strange new worlds. So, there's that. Well, I, I'm going to pray to the network gods nightly to, get, to make sure that show happens. <laughs> That's very kind. So, uh, like I said, if, if they did it, I would be there. Uh, if 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 it never happens, uh, what a ride I've had. Oh, you still have a, a huge source of income every time now when you go to the conventions because I know there's going to be high <laughs> demand for you. So that's well, always, that's very kind. It's always going to be. Uh, a I actually, demand. I will be in Las Vegas. Yeah, we will be there. Uh, I'm I'm going to Raleigh, I believe. There's there's a bunch of conventions lining up this year already. So I can't even it's exciting. tell you how many people back um, have back channeled me when they found out that you were on the cruise. Um, they kept saying, "You know who's on the cruise? You know who's on the cruise?" They literally <laughs> lost their minds, and I keep so seeing fun. all the positive. They were so fun. We had a blast. Yeah, we had a blast on that cruise. I'm glad you escaped the COVID wave. Uh, oh, I didn't. Oh, you get caught too. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's, 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 uh, you know, it's the world we live in right now. Yeah, this is true. Thankfully, science has progressed enough where it's not as bad as it yeah, was. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm vaxxed and I took Paxlovid and managed to, uh, curb it, uh, very quickly. Well, I hope they treated you right on the cruise. They set you oh, up they in were a lovely. nice room and everything. People good. were lovely. Everything was lovely. But that's the risk of taking any cruise or going to any convention right now. You mask as much as you can, uh, and you do what you can. But uh, it's just it's it's the world we live in right now, and these are these are the the risks that we uh, we take. But uh, um, it's you know. getting close to where we have to we passing the the pulsar and we're going to be able to teleport you back but before we do that first off thank you for uploading all the information to the computer so we can find this this triple changeling um next also do you have something you wish to promote 
anything. Uh, I have uh, an Apple TV series that I did a few episodes of called The Last Thing He Told Me with Jennifer Garner. I have a, a role in that. Mm. Oh, going to have to uh, watch I'm, that then. Uh, I, there's a, a video game that I wrote that's currently, I co-wrote actually, Ooh. It's currently on the market called Forspoken. Uh, on the PS5. Oh, got to check that out. And uh, it's a big fantasy video game. Uh, I'm currently co-writing a Captain America Black Panther game uh, for Guidance New Media uh, and Marvel. Um, and then last but not least, always the Nerd Circus. That's my ongoing pet project where I sell groovy wares and nerdy merchandise. The nerdy paraphernalia, I've got dice and dice towers and t-shirts and books and glasses and all sorts of assorted nonsense. People can check that out. It's really awesome. You guys need to check it out. From behalf of all the crew and everyone here, we are really jazzed and excited. And thank you for not immediately demanding to be teleported back out again for being <laughs> on the ship. So, uh, yes, thank, thank you, you so much. Forgive us if we thank don't you. follow you over to the transporter because we have cleanup to do. <laughs> Yo. All over the place. But thank you <laughs> so much. Thank you. And if you can, support the show by going to patreon.com slash Starfleet Underground. Lots of perks to choose from, and you might even like some of them. Starfleet Underground, beaming in to a podcast feed near you. Lock on to our website at starfleetunderground.com and send your comments and questions to the collective at starfleetunderground.com. Follow us on Twitter at starfleetunderg and on Facebook and Instagram, we're Starfleet Underground. And there's residue everywhere. Transfer complete.